everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Ratio Podcast. I'm Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hello. Today, we're going to talk about origin stories for all five of the dogs. Uh, but first, cocktail of the week, we're drinking a Cuba Libre. It's really a rum and coke. If you want to make it right, though, uh, you do one shot of rum. Captain Morgan is really good. We also do like Cruisin Single Barrel, which is like an amber rum. Uh, if you like it sweet, Pirate Rum, P-Y-R-A-T, is delish. Uh, but to make it like more than just a rum and coke, add one dash of Angostura bitters and a slice of lime, and then it's a little more exotic and delish. And classic. And classic. Uh, so Hobbs is on the couch with us tonight. You might hear her panting or whining. Sigh. She's uh, she's really emo tonight, needs a lot of extra attention, so... You may pick her up on the microphone. So yeah, how did we get all five dogs? Uh, let's start with Hops. So I had two dogs before, Pi and Kay. I got Pi right when I finished undergrad. I actually smuggled her into my dorm for a couple weeks. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I got her at eight weeks old. And I got Kay about a year later. And by the time I met GR Dad, they were both really old. Pi died in 2012. If you've watched my little video about asking for help that I put up on YouTube, uh, you saw a picture of her. And Kay died in 2013. They were just both old dogs. And I remember saying before Kay died, you know, maybe I'll take a year before I get another dog and just make it a little logistically easier to travel and do work stuff. I remember that. Yeah, we were literally walking out of the vet after we had her put to sleep. And I was like, I've got to get another dog. Like, just that, like, the five minutes of not having a dog in my life was too much. So I decided to get a puppy. And Steve Wino, who's a sports journalist, had about a year before gotten a dog named Shadow. He's on Twitter, Shadow the Golden. You should totally follow him. Shout out to Shadow. Shadow was just, like, beautiful, happy, healthy, wonderful golden retriever, um, GR Dad and I are both big Caps fans. Steve Wino was covering the Caps, and so we followed each other on Twitter. And uh, I think shortly after we had Kay put to sleep, I messaged him and was like, Hey, I need a dog. I want a dog like your dog. Where'd you get that dog? And uh, so we had some chats. Shadow comes from Gold Rush Goldens in Princeton, New Jersey. And so I reached out to them, and Hops is from there too. We kind of figured out that they're distant cousins, Hopper and Shadow. And so uh, we had Kate put to sleep, I think, in March or April of 2013, and we got Hopper in August, maybe July. Yeah, you did a little preview visit up there and saw the whole litter, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I saw the little little dogs. I kind of picked her out. And then I had the Hopper countdown. <laughs> it's the Hopper countdown. ba da 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 Uh, I made like a website that would play that song and it had like a countdown to the number of days. Uh, So we got Hops. She was wonderful. And then probably like nine months later, I got an email from the breeder who said, hey, Hopper's mom is pregnant with another litter, different dad, but the same mom. Would you be interested in a puppy from that litter? Because I think I had mentioned I wanted two and... She had given me very good advice that you should not get two golden retriever puppies at the same time because they don't really learn to become different dogs. They start to like share a brain. So she asked if I would want another one uh, who would come about a year later. And I was like, Hopper is just 
perfect, wonderful, beautiful dog. Puppy star. She is a puppy star. I totally want another one, yes. And so we went out, me and Hops went up, visited the new litter once they came when they were like just little wormy puppies. Got Venkman, and uh, Venk is just weird and runty. <laughs> you would never guess that she was related to Hops in terms of temperament. Dif- different shaped head. There's a lot of differences, yeah. I mean, I know they look the same on Twitter, but, uh, you know, and they're the same color and, and sort of the same shape, but they're really different dogs. So it's not like, oh, we kind of have, you wouldn't think they were half sisters. Yeah. Sisters from a different meester? Sister from a different meester. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's Hops and Vink. Now, after I got Hopper, I had started fostering and we're going to do a whole other podcast about all of our 14 foster dogs I think we've had because I knew I wanted a second one and this was before I knew Vink was coming. So we fostered two different dogs who were wonderful hops especially bonded with carly the first one but it just didn't feel like exactly the right fit and we found both of those dogs just amazing families to go to i could go on and on we'll save that for another episode so then we got vink uh but we had been doing really well with the fostering and so we kind of kept doing it we had a whole bunch of foster dogs you know dozen foster dogs come in uh, we only adopted one of them, who I think was 14. She lived for two weeks. Yeah. And uh, and then developed a hemangiosarcoma, which is one of these super fast-growing cancers, and died. So we just kind of gave her a good end to her very hard life. Uh, but that was because it was really clear she didn't have all that long left. We thought it would be a little bit longer, but uh, none of them felt like they were part of the family. They were wonderful dogs. I cried when they got adopted out. Um, but it was clear that like they would fit better someplace else. And so we had fostered our last guy. I had dropped him off at his adoptive home. And I had told the rescue before that, you know, I need a break. Because we had really been doing it where we'd get the dogs. We'd have them for two or three weeks. We'd adopt him out and... Sometimes a day or two later, we'd get the next one. Like, we had just a stream coming through. And it's stressful. It's disruptive. They always come in all freaked out. Yeah, they'd be really stressed. And so I said, you know, we need a break. No more fosters for a while. And they said, sure, no problem. So I get home from dropping off our last foster. This this sounds a little bit like you saying, uh, take a break from having dogs for a year or so. Yeah. Huh. I... It maybe lasted about as long. Yeah. because yeah, I dropped that foster off at his house and uh, got home and had a voicemail from the rescue saying, oh my gosh, we have this bonded pair. No one will take them. If you won't take them, we're going to have to board them and that'll be really stressful. Could you please, please take them? And I was like, oh, fine, I will take this bonded pair. And I was super stressed about it because I was like, oh, you know, it's these two dogs. They've been together. Are they going to? kind of be irritated to have hops and vink around are they gonna you know fight with them what problems are they gonna have because they were older i was really stressed about it and so there's one guy art who's a wonderful guy with the rescue group and he's a transporter so he brings the dogs from the houses that they're leaving to my house and he showed up with these two dogs and like literally the instant they came into my backyard they started running around in circles with Hops and Vink, like just the four of them in a big loop. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I 
Like these dogs, a hundred percent are part of my family now. And they had been here for about two minutes. And uh, of course this was Maggie and Jasmine. And I was like, well, I cannot like, holy crap. We weren't going to ever have three dogs. I can't just be like, hey, we now have four dogs. So I said to GR dad, I'm like, look, I really like these dogs. I think we could keep them, but you know, I'm not going to make you have four dogs. So you get to be the one who decides if you want us to adopt them out, we'll adopt them out. I'd like to keep them, but whatever you want to do is fine. And you are like, well, I think we should probably adopt them out. And I was like, cool, we got to keep them two weeks. Like that's the rule of the rescue group. So I have two weeks to win him over. (laughs) Uh, How long did it take? Uh, A few days. A few days. And then he was like, yeah, we should really keep them. Uh, And and it's interesting with the fostering, like they always tell you like, oh, the dogs are going to pick their homes, which I didn't believe until I adopted out the first one. And it's 100% true. The dogs totally do pick their homes. Uh, We didn't think any of them were going to pick us. And Maggie and Jasmine from that very first day just felt like they had lived here forever. And they did have a ton of problems. Um, so their backstory, we don't know a lot about them. We think they came from West Virginia, but we're not sure. Their owners moved away and just left them in the yard. And a neighbor found them and took them in. But the neighbor had like her own dog and a kid, like maybe was living in a trailer or just a really small house, but didn't have much space. So she couldn't keep like these two extra big dogs. And so it was the neighbor who rescued them out of the yard when they were left behind who called the rescue group and turned them in. And they had a ton of problems. Uh, Jasmine had Ehrlichia, which is this disease I think you get from ticks. They both had really bad fleas. Maggie had this skin infection, so she had no fur on her butt or her tail. Yeah, it looked like a rat tail. (laughs) Poor girl. Yeah, it's still a little sparse, but she had these big bear patches on on her back of her haunches. And so we had like a spray antibiotic for her. I think they were both on oral antibiotics. I mean, for months. Um, And Jasmine had some stuff going on with her jaw that we treated. But if you followed us, you know, she eventually had to have part of her jaw removed along with three teeth. Uh, They were just in really bad shape. But still happy and wonderful. Happy and gentle and fun around the other two. They were just real good. Yeah, they were great. So we got them in... Like November, beginning of December 2016. So like a year and a half ago. And we said, okay, well now we have four dogs. This is crazy. Uh, That's actually when we started the Golden Ratio like Twitter account. uh, Because I was like, wow, we have four dogs. Like we got to share pictures of these dogs. And that was going to be it. No way were we ever going to have more. I called the rescue group and I was like, absolutely no more fostering for us. And I was like, look, if you've got like a hospice case, which is when you have a really super senior dog, um, usually they're really sick. Their owners basically don't want to take care of them. They don't want to pay their medical bills for those last, you know, six months, which can be really expensive. I said, if you have a senior like that or a hospice case, let me know, you know, it'd be okay to take a dog for a little bit of time. And so they didn't call. They didn't call. Everything's fine. And then... End of November of last year, 2017, I get an email from the rescue uh, coordinator. And she's like, hey, we got this 13-year-old. Her people don't want her anymore. Will you take her? And so I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. 
it was terrible timing. We'd already decided we were going to go to the Keys for the winter in two weeks. Yeah, and, we were two weeks away from going yeah. to the Keys. And uh, so, yeah, this is the thing. The rescue requires you to foster the dog for two weeks. You can't adopt them before that. And so our two weeks with this dog would have been the Friday before we left for the Keys. I think we left on Saturday. So it was like, well... If everything goes well and we want to adopt her out, I could, you know, get her name out there and maybe find someone, do a little pre-interviewing, introduce them, and then have her adopted on the Friday, which is a little bit crazy. Or otherwise, we have to bring her to Florida with us, which was <laughs> stressful because we were down there for like six weeks. So I called your dad and I'm like, what do you think about a fifth dog? <laughs> and I think your answer was, we already have four. What difference does it make if we have four or five? Pretty much. There was a little bit more purported reasoning behind it, but it's, you know, we're, I didn't see a big difference. We have the same, the yard can accommodate one more. They, one more would fit in the house and we have two cars. <laughs> and, the, and the main thing is the dog sitters who stay here, so they don't really care if it's four or five. Yeah. So it, you know seemed if it works it works so i emailed him back and i was like sure you know we'll take this dog and uh this was queso her name was casey when we got her and i think we kind of knew as soon as we got her that we would keep her not because she fit in instantly the way that maggie and jasmine did but she was having a lot of problems so most of you were probably following us back then um so her whole journey with us is documented on Twitter, and you can just go back to December of last year. She was a very good dog. She got along fine with all of our dogs, but she was super freaked out. Um, she grew up actually in a really rich suburb of D.C. Her people had tons of money. They had one of these big McMansions on a bunch of land, um, and they just got tired of her and didn't want her anymore. We have all of her vet records, and the people who owned her also had a litter mate of hers who we assume has died. Um, case was 13, which is very, very old for a golden retriever. So it wouldn't be surprising. And they don't want any dogs anymore, and they didn't give that one up. But she lived in the backyard. She slept in the garage. If it was really cold outside, they'd let her sleep in the laundry room. But she was basically like a neglected outside dog. Clearly didn't have a lot of human interaction. I mean, they, she, they fed her, right? She had her shots, she had her medication, which is a lot better than most of the fosters that we would get. So she wasn't like neglected, like just left to fend for herself, but she was neglected like emotionally. Yeah, it just feels like she was just totally closed off and self-sufficient and kind of sad, just sad. Yeah, it was really sad. And uh, so when we got her, she couldn't stand up without help like we'd have to kind of lift her from the middle to get her to stand up because she just wasn't strong enough she wouldn't leave the dining room we had to move all the chairs kind of along the walls so she had space to lay in there uh, but for two weeks like that's it she wouldn't leave the dining room uh, we had to put this thing on her called a help em up harness which is great for old dogs who can't really get up uh, it goes kind of under their chest and around their back hips and it's got two handles on the back and you can just pick them up really easy but that was the only way we could get her around so I was really concerned because she's a big dog she weighs 95 pounds and uh we said all right well we're gonna 
bring her to Florida with us. We figured we'd keep her because a dog that can't stand up doesn't have that much time left usually. Yeah, and it's not like they're easy to adopt out, right? No, nobody wants a, a dog who's got who's old and has health problems and isn't very communicative or snuggy. Yeah, I think that's it. Like people, the senior dogs are easy to adopt out, but if it's like, oh, they can't stand up and you have to carry them around and they weigh 95 pounds and they're kind of freaked out and won't connect with anyone, like that's, it's harder to find the right place for dogs like that. So we didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, we totally didn't even try. Uh, so we, but we wanted to make sure, right? So we said, well, we'll bring her to Florida. We'll see how it is after Florida. Because it could be she'll eventually come out of her shell, but doesn't want to be with so many dogs. Like maybe she'll benefit from a calmer environment. So we'll see. But we kind of figured we'd keep her the whole time. So we bring her down to Florida. Uh, we took a couple of days driving down there. We get down. All the houses in the Florida Keys are elevated, uh, obviously, because of hurricanes and high tides. And so there's a big set of stairs going up to the house in Florida. Fortunately, they had like a really rudimentary outdoor elevator, just a platform that you could raise up and down. So I was like, great, because I don't want to have to carry her up and down like this huge flight of stairs. So put her on the elevator, bring her upstairs. She did not like it. She hated the elevator. It was loud and kind of ratchety. <laughs> we are unloading all our stuff. All right, time to take the dogs. I put her on the elevator, bring her down. Everybody's out in the yard, which is all fenced. And we finished doing all our stuff. All the dogs are kind of wandering around. We're like, where is she? Like, we're looking. <laughs> there weren't many places to hide. Like, it's just sand. <laughs> and where the hell is this dog? I think you go inside. Yeah. She's back inside. Just looking at me. <laughs> yeah. So she went just straight up that staircase to the inside. She's like, cool. Why are you all outside still? <laughs> I don't want to take that elevator anymore. Yeah. So she, like, with no problem, would go up and down these stairs in Florida, where two weeks before, like, she couldn't even stand up by herself. So that was kind of the beginning of her coming out of her shell. And uh, there's great videos and stuff from that trip where eventually she'd start, like, rolling around on her back, <laughs> sleeping with us in the bedroom, or at least part of the night would sleep with us in the bedroom. The last day we were in Florida... You caught a video of her playing with Jasmine, like down in the sand in the yard. Yeah. That's the first time she ever played with one of the dogs. And we'd had her for two months at that point. Um, but she started doing a lot better. I mean, just every day she started doing better. And so now we've had her for six months. Yeah. I'm surprised. It, it seems like it's been shorter and longer. Um, and uh, she, I think, still has some, some ways to go. Yeah, she's still a little withdrawn, and she still isn't... I mean, it's weird. She's not really comfortable being petted. She likes it, but she doesn't know what to do about it sometimes. And sometimes it feels like she's overwhelmed, and so she just kind of wanders into the other room again. Yeah, like she comes over. She wants to be pet. We pet her. She wags her tail. And then after a while, she's like, okay, it's a little too much. And then she goes back to her spot. Yeah, and then and then often comes right back inside and is like, okay, I'm, I'm, be I'm, re I'm ready again. Yeah. And wants some more pets. So, you know, she just does her thing. I think it has been a big adjustment to go from, like, being an outside dog, no warmth, no human affection, nothing to do, to now having, like, these four crazy dogs and two humans and living inside and, and I'm around so much and giving her attention all the time. And she goes on walks and gallops around and just has a great time. So 
was too bad we didn't get her when she was like, I mean, frankly, when she was a puppy, but at least when she was like seven or eight, so we could have given her a long time. Maybe yeah. she'll be one of those goldens who magically lives to like 17. She might. That'd be great. You seems real sturdy. Do that, Queso. 17 minimum. <laughs> yeah, so that's the origin of our whole family. So it, his popper just turned five, so we've had her, you know, for almost five years. Uh, but the whole squad didn't really come together into just like a year and a half ago and then budded to its full size uh, six months ago. Yeah, I mean, it, how do you get five goldens? You sort of in dribs and drabs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's great. It's uh, it's chaotic, but it was interesting. So we had four for a long time, and we had cleaners that would come once a week, and I would probably have to vacuum like one other time, right? So I think they would come on Thursdays, and I'd usually vacuum once on the weekend. And I mean, it gets floofy in here, and that's fine, but that worked. Five dogs pushed us over. I actually got rid of the cleaners. Not because they weren't doing a good job, but because I could only afford for them to come once a week. And I was having to clean. I do have to clean every day. I have to vacuum every day. I have to dust every day because it gets so filthy in here. And five dogs was sort of the tipping point from twice a week to absolutely every day or else, I don't know, it feels like an episode of Hoarders or something. Like the carpet has as much fur on it as, you know, schmeek. Yeah, like I kneel down on the carpet and stand up and there's just like a whole dog's level of coating of it on my sweatpants yeah, wearing dark clothing is a is a challenge yeah so actually common question we get gr dad when people see you come home from work is like how does he manage to have dark suits and also love on the dogs like that well it just they're hairy i mean <laughs> i have a roller but uh you know i also don't mind a certain level of fuzziness you do a good job with the lint roller because I see you at work sometimes and I don't see any dog fur on you. That's nice. Yeah, good job. Uh, we do have a lot of lint rollers. Yeah. And especially in the cars. like Because there's no use lint rolling in the house. Like just walking through the house, you'll get fur on yourself if you don't touch a dog because it's just like in the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Origin stories of all five. Uh, we are not accepting any more fosters. Probably. <laughs> I think they know better than to ask at this point. But if they were like, oh, my God, if we found a golden retriever wandering on the side of the road, they would totally come live with us. I, but I think it's better because before we had queso, GR mom was checking out websites occasionally about old dogs who, around <laughs> the country who needed help. I, mean, I don't I'm, think she's doing that as much anymore. I'm still on that Pinterest board, uh, but I'm not sending out any queries. I had made a couple queries for like 15-year-old dogs that needed to be adopted i think you were going to drive to north carolina once at some point that was that was one time going to happen <laughs> i'm not doing that now that's right mm -hmm. so five is our theoretical maximum where we're hopefully going to stay it, i two car fulls is a pretty good unit we can't we oh don't have more cars no i'm not getting a trailer look That'd just silly the fact that we have to take two cars to fit all the dogs is a little crazy because we both have Jeeps, like Jeep Wranglers, the four-door Jeep Wranglers. They're big. With We could fit four dogs and two people without any luggage. Uh, now we cannot. So it has to be two cars. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So. We could get a trailer, like a horse trailer, oh and just God. fill it with dogs. We could just get, like, an RV. <laughs> 
And they can have like their little beds back there. One for the dogs and one for us. Good thing I hate RVs because otherwise that would totally happen. <laughs> um, okay, German dog word of the week. You, I thought I had knew what it was going to be, and then you changed it. So tell me what it is. Yeah, I'm going to say Pfotenlecker, which is paw licker. Use it in a sentence. Wenkman hat einen wunden Fuß und ist ein Pfotenlecker in den letzten Tagen gewesen. So, so Wenkman has a sore foot, and, and so she's been a foot licker. Yes, in the last few days. In the last few days, and which is true, she like somehow got a hot spot on one of her back toes on the top and licked all the fur off, and then. The next toe got sore, so she's got these two weird bald toes back there. <laughs> uh, fortunately, it seems to be feeling better. She's not photon-lecking anymore. And it bothers her, not at all. It just bothers us. Yeah, so bitter apple spray. Good advice if you have a dog who's photon-lecking. Better than the cone of shame. Yeah. We don't use the cone except in dire circumstances. On doctor's orders. Yeah, and sometimes not even then. Yes. Let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> So that's it for this episode. We hope you have enjoyed the origin stories of all the dogs. If you want to leave us feedback, you can find us on any social media platform. We're the Golden Ratio 4. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps people find us. And I still hold out hope that maybe someday we will get a sponsorship to help pay for our server hosting costs for the podcast. Uh, and that's it. We'll see you all back next week. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye.